Check one, two. Check one, two, one, two. Good. You ready? This is all. Hey, it's Cassidy Pope, Gabby Barrett. It's Darius Rucker. Country. Hey, y'all, this is Luke Bryan. We're Runaway June. Scotty McCreary. Hey, it's Russell Dickerson here. News. Big news from Jelly Roll, new music from Jordan Davis, and an interview with Tucker Wetmore. I'm Rebecca Porter, and here's everything you need to know in country music for the week of February 26, This episode of the All Country News Podcast is brought to you by Good Sentiments, the candle line partnering with your favorite artists to create custom scents that benefit the charity of their choice. Get yours at shopgoodsentiments.com now. And now for the hottest news in country this week. Have to kick things off with some super exciting touring news. Jelly Roll announced his The Beautifully Broken Tour and is taking out two major players on the road, Warren Ziders and Alexandra Kay. And if you don't know them yet, well, you're going to. And they are definitely artists to watch out for. He says he's doing it extra big this time around. So get excited. The tour kicks off August 27th in Salt Lake City and then zigzags across the country making notable stops at LA's Crypto.com, Chicago's United Center, and the iconic Madison Square Garden in NYC. Tickets for that go on sale 227 at 10 a.m. local time. You can sign up for a pre-sale code at jellyroll615.com now. Congratulations are in order for new country queen Miss Beyonce, yes, the Beyonce, who made history as the first black female artist to top Billboard's Hot Country chart with her new track, Texas Hold'em. It's been really crazy to see how popular country music's been getting. I think I spoke about this a little bit on last week's episode, but there are a lot of artists that are planning to go country. We've got Post Malone, Lana Del Rey in the mix, now Beyonce, and who knows who could be next. I, for one, am excited that, as Lainey Wilson's new song would say, country is cool again. So it's really interesting to see You never know who could be jumping in the genre next or what collab could be coming up next. It's a really exciting time for country. And we here at ACN are sending Beyonce a huge congratulations. And speaking of Lainey Wilson a second ago, she recently chatted all about meeting Taylor Swift at this year's Grammys and how much she respects her and how amazing she is. And Taylor even told her that she was a fan of hers, which, you know, any artist would obviously geek out over. She's literally like, probably not even arguably, like she definitely is like, the most famous person in the world right now. I mean, everywhere you look, there she is. So super exciting. And speaking of Taylor Swift, Garth Brooks was recently impressed by Travis Kelsey's rendition of Friends in Low Places and even invited the football star to sing at his bar opening, which leads me to Garth Brooks' bar is finally opening. It'll be at Lower Broadway and is set to open March 7th. So excited about this. You can catch all the details up on All Country News 
youtube.com now, including the video of Travis Kelsey singing Friends in Low Places. And while we're talking about country music legends, we have to talk about the super touching posts that Crystal Keith left for his father to remember his legacy. It is so sweet and will literally bring you to tears. Make sure you head to allcountrynews.com now to check it out. I've got some heartwarming news for you this week, and it yet again involves Jelly Roll, who continues to give back and even missed the People's Choice Awards to visit a juvenile detention center. Now, the footage from this, I think, is so special, and I think it's so incredible that he does things like this. He's been in the system. He knows what it's like, and I'm he's such an inspiration in so many ways. I mean, to see where his life started out and where it's taken him to now. I mean, like I say, pretty much every week, there's not a week that's going to go by that I don't talk about this guy. I mean, he is having an absolute moment right now, and rightfully so. The footage from this is so sweet, it even drew attention from Dwayne Johnson, yes, The Rock. So make sure you head to our site now to check out the full footage. Cody Johnson recently showed his American pride at a recent show in Arkansas. He took the stage and gave a rendition of God Bless America, as well as gave a speech about how he believes religion, gender, politics tried to divide us all and sort of talked about what the climate is like here in the States and how we need to stop letting our differences divide us and come together as a unit, which is definitely a message I can fully get behind. You can watch that now up on allcountrynews.com. Morgan Wallen recently played a private show for some lucky fans and industry folk. It included other big loud artists like Hardy, Larry Fleet, and Ernest. And at this show, he played a new unreleased track named Lies, Lies, Lies. Seems like another hit to me. You can check out the full footage from that up on allcountrynews.com now. Let's get to some new music this week. Tucker Wetmore released his new track, Wine Into Whiskey, and this is definitely one I could see being a radio hit. It's all about getting into a relationship that you're so happy about and kind of letting your ego get in the way and ruining things. I think that's something a lot of people can relate to. The music behind this, to me, is almost on the R&B side of country, um, but the vocal is very, like, more traditional kind of country. So really interesting to see that piece together. Make sure you give it a listen. Zach Top released his new single, Use Me, and I literally love this one. It's one of my favorite releases of the week, and if you head to his Instagram page, you can see him performing it acoustically. He has such a traditional vocal for country music, so I feel like a lot of people who got into country music, you know, kind of closer to like our grandparents' age will dig this, but so will all of the newer fans coming in these days. He just has a really solid 
beautiful voice, and this song is just really special. George Bird is bringing the heat in his new single, Cowboy Songs. This one is super fun. It's definitely one that I could picture like being at a concert, drinking hand with all my girlfriends, dancing around to. It's just a really fun track, and the lyrics are pretty great as well. Another must-listen for the week. Cameron Marlowe pays homage to his fiance in Quit You. This one is definitely for all my lovebirds out there. It's closer to a slow ballad, but still has an upbeat production to it. I really love this one. You're definitely going to want to slow dance to it with your sweetie. Shelby Darrell is flipping the narrative after heartbreak with her latest single, When I Don't Love You. I am such a huge fan of this girl. She is not only an incredible artist vocally and lyrically, but she's also a really incredible person. She's so sweet and she is definitely a country star to watch out for. She is making her way up the ranks and doing it one incredible song after the other. This one is so great. It's a really cool take on a breakup and it's basically just saying to the other person, you know, you don't recognize me because... I am not that version of myself that you fell in love with. Like I have moved on and I look differently to you now. And that's just because you haven't known me not loving you. And I think that's such a cool concept. Definitely one of my favorite releases this week. Austin Snell released an emotional track called Everybody's Friend. And this leans more on the rock side of country, which I totally am living for. I love when people go outside the lines a little bit. And this one is definitely another must listen for the week. Matt Koziel teamed up with 49 Winchester for his new track, Old Fashion. It's another great sneak peek into his upcoming album, Last of the Old Dogs. And I really love this track. The way that it was produced and sounds gives me total Chris Stapleton vibes. Not vocally, but he has his own unique vocal, which is great. You know, there are a lot of amazing artists, but you know me, if you've been listening at all for the last few years, I am a sucker for a unique vocal, which I definitely feel like we have here from him. And the song is just really good and another one to add to your weekly playlist. Jordan Davis released his new track, Good News Sold, and this one is very powerful, has a great message. It's all about reflecting on the positive and how in the world we live in bad news is the news that sells you know scandals and sad things and how the world would be so much better if good news is what was sold and popular and all we heard I mean I know personally I can never turn on the news if I I need to like go looking for the news when I'm ready to I know a lot of you probably see the 10 o'clock news come on your TV and the little blurbs are always something super sad and you know the world is full of sadness and that's always going to be something but all of this to say I just think this is a really special track very thought-provoking and really special to see something different come from him. Dierks Bentley honors the late Tom Petty with his take on American Girl as a part of Petty Country, a country music celebration of Tom Petty. There are a lot of really amazing artists on this, so I highly recommend going and pre-saving this, but 
Dierks's version of American Girl is just absolutely spectacular. He was the perfect artist to pick to cover this. Make sure you check that out. Kalzi Kulik released her album, Outlaw Poetry, and it takes you on a journey through life, love, and music. There are a lot of special tracks, but you know I'm a sucker for an opener, and Outlaw is a really spectacular opening. Also, love Ain't Enough Whiskey, but make sure you check the whole thing out. It is spectacular. Johnny Gates grapples with the unknown in his latest single, I Don't Know, and I think this is something we all can relate to. The song is really about asking yourself, like, what happens if it doesn't work out? And I know that's something I struggle with, sometimes on the daily. Life is really just this winding road full of bumps, and you never know from day to day what could happen, and, you know, what'll happen if your plans don't work out, and you know, I'm a firm believer in everything happens for a reason, good and bad. And, you know, when one door shuts, a window opens, that kind of thing. So I think it's a really special song. And this guy has the coolest sound. He is more on the alternative Americana folk side of country, which is another sweet spot for me. And he just has a totally different sound than every single person in this genre right now. So if I had to tell you another must-listen for the week, this would definitely be one of them. And last but certainly never least, I have been so excited to talk about this one. It is Camille Parker with her latest single, Spinning Out, I absolutely adore this woman. I think she is so incredible. She is definitely an artist to watch out for. All of her music is so special. She's bringing new life to the genre in such an incredible way. And this single, I've literally had it on repeat. I'm not just saying that. I literally cannot stop listening. It is super fun. It'll have you dancing around your kitchen with a glass of wine while you're cooking dinner. Just literally one of my favorite releases of the year so far. Make sure you check this one out, but also check out the rest of her catalog. You can listen to all the new music out this month on our All Country News Spotify playlist. Next, we need to talk about our video of the week. Video of the week. This week's video is Ryan Larkins for his official music video for King of Country Music. Now, this is a fun one. It features his son and showing him all about the kings of country music. And I think it's a really sweet take, and I'm glad this is the direction he took for the video. You can check the video out on allcountrynews.com or anywhere you follow us on social media. And now I'm so excited to throw it over to Bobby Dixon and Tucker Wetmore. I did a deep dive into where you are from. You're from Washington, somewhere I still love to go, but your small town, you're like right on a river. So I have a feeling that you got into a lot of trouble uh, on that river. Can you talk to me about growing up there? Uh, Yeah. I mean, we found trouble easier than, than most did, I guess. It was just fun. I mean, so where I'm from, we were right on the Columbia river and then um, we had the Kalama river running right up through, you know, my hometown, which, you know, there's like steelhead runs that went through like, you know, uh, salmon runs that went through. So we'd be fishing a lot and stuff like that. And you got like sturgeon and, you know, all that stuff. So it was a lot of fishing and it's a lot of um, just things that kids do, but just, and uh, yeah, it was, it was just fun. You know, I love it. 
I love it. Yeah. My grandparents have a, a creek running through their backyard. So we got into a lot of trouble, including driving an old station wagon into the creek. And it's still there to this day. So I can oh, only right. imagine the trouble you guys <laughs> got into. Yeah. But I always love people who end up you know, pursuing music as their career, what their favorite song was when they were growing up. For me, believe it or not, it was Bye 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 by NSYNC. Now I work in country music, so I don't know how that has correlated. Um, but for you, what was your favorite song growing up? Oh, shoot. I mean, I grew up, so I grew up in like a Samoan family. Oh, wow. So I listened to a lot of reggae and like, um, like older soul music, you know, and then I would listen to like country radio and stuff like that in the truck or whatnot. But um, I guess my, my favorite song of all time is, I was actually just thinking about this last night and it came on. Um, it, it's Fooled Around and Fell in Love by, uh, Oh, what? Who sings that? I can't remember. That's okay. It's, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. So were you, you know, I know a lot of people I've talked to and even me, like I was so influenced by what my parents listened to. So like my early years were Fleetwood Mac, Prince and Guns N' Roses. And then somebody handed me a Dixie Chick CD one day and I was like, oh, Okay, I get it. Were you kind of in that same trap of like listening to just what your parents had until you kind of discovered country? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, like I said, it was a lot of, you know, reggae growing up like around my, you know, aunts and uncles and and cousins. It was just a lot of family time and all that would be on is like reggae. And then um like my my uncle my dad, and my uncle, they listened to a lot of um like heavy metal. That makes sense. Like Avenged Sevenfold and Three Doors Down, and which isn't heavy metal, but like um Divorce Dad Rock is what I just, like. Yeah, Dad Rock in that in that sense. So I grew up listening to a lot of that too. I love that. So, you know, I know that you were big into sports and I, I have a question about that here. But you know what? When did this kind of love of music start to happen? I know a lot of people, you know, grew up singing in church or their family was really musical. So they were kind of forced to be a part of that. What was your story? How did, you know, music start to kind of ingrain itself uh, for you? Yeah, I guess I've, I've always been around music. Like my grandpa was a pastor um, and we would live, we lived in the house, like right next to the church. So it would always be back and forth. It's just right next door kind of thing. And uh, we'd always be back and forth from church to the house and literally always with the family, always with the cousins, stuff like that. And everyone was like, not super musical, but I don't know if you know anything about like Pacific Islander culture. It's just yeah, like yeah. a lot of music and everyone's always singing. Like someone starts singing Amazing Grace, then you got like 14 people all harmonizing Amazing Grace. You know, it's, it's you know, it's kind of just one of those things. But I started playing piano when I was 11 um just kind of sat down at one one day and started teaching myself and didn't really get up for you know a couple of years and um yeah and then I kind of just put down music after that I mean so I picked up guitar a little bit after that and you know piano guitar and then trumpet for like pet band and like uh um like blues band and in, in like middle school like beginning of high school era and um and then I kind of put it down around my sophomore year, put down all music around my sophomore year just to focus on sports and stuff like that. And then after I I moved to Montana, um, played football in Montana for a year, was doing really good. I ended up breaking my leg for the third time. So I was like, yeah, that's probably smart to just <laughs> like move back home and start taking care of my body a little bit. And then I was like, mom, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty lost in life right now. I didn't, I, I was working at a coffee shop, you know, and 
not have, I didn't have a single plan, you know, after I dropped out of college. And then my mom was like, why don't you just go sit in front of your piano or go play your guitar or something like that. And she, she was like, that was, that was your therapy back in the day. Just go do that. See if that, you know, sparks an idea or something like that. So I wrote my first song ever that night. It was a God awful song, but it was, it was a song. And um, I wrote my first song that night. And then I started just writing by myself and playing a lot more just, you know, to myself and like my friends and stuff like that. And, um, and then I sat my mom down. I was like, I want to, I want to do this. And yeah. I really want to chase this. She was like, all right, I mean, jump in the deep end. And so, I, I love it. I love parents that are just like, you know what, do it, like go ahead. But I always love asking, and I have this actually written down here. Would you release the first song you ever wrote? Or is that going to be in the, the tuck vault for a long time? That's going to be in the tuck vault for <laughs> probably ever. <laughs> I actually did. So I did release it just like on like Spotify or something like yeah, that. Yeah. It did good. I mean, <laughs> There was no promotion behind it. It, it got over like a hundred thousand streams or something like that. Oh, hey, that's not too shabby. I mean, I didn't promote it at all. I just released it, and so so there's like a select few people out there that know about it. Yeah. And every once in a while, I'll get like a DM or uh, like a comment or something like that on my socials and stuff, saying release blah 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 blah. I don't even want to say the name because I'm. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. bring, bring it back. Bring it back. Bring like, it back. I, I, I love never. it. Well, I think my other favorite thing to do, especially, you know, with, you know, newer guys or gals in Nashville is I become the ultimate social media creep. And I go to the very, very bottom of your Instagram. And I found this like very lovely man bun and you like hurdling. It looks like you are about to be in Sports Illustrated. Um, <laughs> and my first idea was, can we make that a single art? Can we bring that photo back? Um, and, and make that like a, a an EP cover or something like that. I'll definitely have to run that one by my team for sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure I know exactly what photo you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But that leads me to like, you know, I know you kind of touched on it a little bit, but, you know, how did you balance sports and music? Is it kind of like what you said? It was something to help you kind of decompress from the competitiveness of it all and kind of ground you or how did you balance all of that? Yeah, hundred percent. It was just, it was, it was my therapy for a long time. It wasn't, it wasn't for anything, but just my own enjoyment and like my own mental well-being, you know? Yeah. And, um, I, I kind of just used it to cope with a lot of things. And just like, as everyone else does with music, they have, you know, it makes them feel something. And for, for my case, it was just, it helped me just get through life a little easier, you know, and still does. I love it. Well, I about what my pants laughing when I found that photo. I'm like, I wonder if he still realizes this is on his Instagram because it's, it's crazy. Okay. It's, mine. <laughs> it's crazy. You say that because I actually went through my Instagram last night, just for the first time. And I can't tell you how long I don't, I don't yeah. really go on social media all that, all that often, yeah. but um, I went to the bottom and I saw that picture and I'm pretty sure I took it down last oh, night. No. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I like archived that it was the it was a hurdle one and that was the only one I archived. Last and it night. was like it was like a professional photo. Like this wasn't oh, your yeah. mom or grandma taking it. Like somebody no. like this was a staged photo, and I was like, I'm a hundred percent asking him about this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I'm glad I got it before it went down. That's but funny. you know, I know you also moved to Nashville during COVID. Not like Nashville really ever shut down, but like what kind of a funky time to make such a huge transition and in a town where you really 
have to find your people and your tribe. You know, what was the biggest shock that you had when you did eventually move to Nashville? Yeah, I mean, the biggest shock, honestly, was the buildings. Like, they're just really big, you know? <laughs> All um, the teams, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And so, luckily, honestly, I feel like, personally, I moved in, like, the right time because it kind of gave me – there was no one really out. I mean, there was people out and about during, like, the 2020 COVID year. Um, but it wasn't as bad as it, you know, usually was. And so I was like, oh, this is kind of like small town vibes. It's just like a big place, you know? And then it helped me transition like out of COVID, like more and more people coming in more, but it was like, it was like a slow kind of endeavor kind of thing. So just that, that helped me a lot. With the transition. Yeah. Do you have a favorite watering hole in Nashville? Um, yeah. Which one is it? I mean, it's, it's off the Columbia. Ooh, okay. I mean, I'm not off the, uh, the Cumberland. The Cumberland. Uh, yeah. It's off the Cumberland. Um, I'm not going to give you. Oh, nope, that's fine. <laughs> All good. I just like to know where people like to go. <laughs> I, I actually found it with my buddy, uh, my buddy, Brennan, one of my best friends in the world. He was in town. He's one of my hometown friends. And, um, we we're like, we want to go fishing like we did, you know, back in the day, just kind of one of those things. And so we we went up and down the Cumberland for a little bit until we found um, this guy named Frank. Hey, his house. So we just we rolled up to his house, knocked on his door and we're like, hey, your spot looks perfect. We we're trying to we we're trying to catch some catfish, you know, yeah. and we we're like, hey, your spot looks perfect. Can we, you know, fish your backyard? And he goes, dude, you're welcome to any time. Thank you for asking. Usually people don't ask. Um yeah. I appreciate you asking. So you're, I got them in my phone as Frank fishing. And uh, so I just call them up anytime I want to come, come fish. I love it. I love it. That's so great. So uh, I have dubbed you Mr. TikTok. I think <laughs> you have the biggest personality. Also, we have the same color Stanley cup. So yay That's for awesome. us. Does your say Tennessee too? Yeah. Mine's sitting over there. It's like a peachy orange. Sick. So I know filling our bodies with lead or whatever. Now they're telling <laughs> us. So, but you are such Mr. TikTok. You have so much personality. And, you know, I think some people really shy away from that kind of new platform that is almost a requirement these days, but you really seem to embrace it. Um, and are you aware that you have started this trend on TikTok that has literally taken over my For You page? Are you even aware of that at all? What trend? So I don't think this is the song that's coming out. It's not your first song, but there's another song and I don't know the name of it, but it's like, you know what I mean? My love has, you know, love has four letters and, you know, but my love's name Mine has, has eight or something. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. You, and I clicked, it has over like a hundred thousand people using the sound. So talk to me about why you, you think you've been so successful on TikTok. Um, I mean, I can't really fake who I am, yeah. you know, and I feel like a lot of people that try to like, you know, promote music or promote whatever it is on social media, they kind of, they feel like they have to be a completely different person to, you know, push their products or whatever it is. I, I'm just me, you know, and I, I can't change that no matter how hard I try. And um, I, I think that resonates with fans. Cause like, Oh, he's just, he's just, you know, him. I'm just a normal dude, you know. <laughs> I like to have fun, and um, you know, it's just it, it resonates with fans more being just genuine. 
in yeah. my opinion. No, I agree. And I, it was so fun, you know, preparing for this interview that it, like my phone literally must have known I was talking to you because all, this whole morning, that's all it was. I was like, I have to tell him that my, my entire For You page is that song. So I love that you're able to connect that way, but your debut single, super excited, wine into whiskey. Talk to me about the writing room that day. You know, how did that, how did that song come to be? Did it live in your notes for a long time? Kind of chat with me about that. So that one was a funny one. Um, I wrote it with my one of my best friends in the entire world. He's actually my neighbor too, um, oh. like right now. Um, yeah. His name's Jacob Hackworth, and then a one one of our other really good buddies, his songwriter Justin Ebach. Um, we kind of we got in the room, and we were kind of just throwing ideas back and forth. You know, nothing sticking. Uh, we were doing that for about like forty five minutes to an hour, and um, Ebach pipes up he goes hey i'm sorry fellas but i'm just i'm really hung over today and i was like <laughs> he was like i was up until like one o'clock drinking drinking tequila with the wife last night and i was like hey i'm in the same boat jacob's in the same boat because my birthday was the day before oh my so God. we're we're you know we kind of went on like a, a three-day bender i don't i don't drink that much but it's like hey, you know, i feel yeah. right celebrate you know and um so we were all we were all hurting pretty bad and we we're like, oh, thank God, we're all in the same boat. So we're all just hurting. And finally, Ebok, he he goes, "What about wine and a whiskey?" And I, and me and Jacob like stop, and we looked at each other, and we looked at Ebok, and we're like, "Dude, what the hell? We've been sitting here for an hour, and you could have said that, you know, a long time ago." And um, so we're like, "Yeah, absolutely, run a track." So we ran the track, and then we wrote the song probably in forty-five minutes, which is you know, super fast for, yeah. for a song like that. It just, it just kind of all pieced together. Like it, like it should have. And we all knew what we wanted to say. And it was, it was just really cool. It was, it, there was, there was some like special magic in the room that day for sure. And like, I remember after we wrote it, we all kind of just sat there in silence for a second, looked at each other and we go, this is it. This is, this is a smash song. And I don't know, it was, it was just really cool. Well, your fans are literally begging you for it. I mean, I went through some of these comments and people are like, I'd give my firstborn if you release this song tomorrow. I'm like, damn. I'm like, I can't, I can't take care of myself, let alone a firstborn, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but I love that. I feel like now, you know, like, you know what I mean? I know like one of my cousins, he's a diehard Kansas City Chiefs fan. And so he literally wore like, I think the same pair of underwear all season. So now do you have to write like every song hung over or is this like an omen for you? The the same underwear. I do that same thing. I yeah. just <laughs> inside out. <laughs> what is it? The arm with the arm did or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> but why do you feel like this is the perfect debut song for you? I mean, obviously you said it was, it felt like you, it felt natural, even being hung over you know why is this just the best song to kind of be like hey i'm here um i mean tiktok helped the decision a lot if i'm being honest uh social media just you know how well we saw it resonate with other people was just super cool to me and i was like hey this is this feels really good i think i think we're ready to you know get some stuff out in the world because we've been working for the past year and a half really? we've been writing every single day um, kind of just building up that catalog. So I like behind the scenes, I've been working my ass off for, you know, a little over a year and a half now. And just we finally got to the point we, where we got enough songs and we got, you know, everything's just kind of lining in. And we're like, hey, we got this one doing pretty good. Let's 
let's run with it. And though, and like I said, just it, I saw how it resonated with a lot of people and I was like, that's, this is really cool. This is special. Yeah. I mean, people are willing to give up their children to hear your music. So, I mean, I (laughs) hope that you would put it out into the world, but but we're excited because we get to hear you live because you're going on the road with Mr. Cameron Marlowe. I mean, what, what a duo. I mean, that's going to be a hell of a show. So chat with me. First of all, what is your favorite Cameron Marlowe song and what are you most looking forward to uh, being out on the road? Uh, my favorite Cameron Marlowe song is probably going to have to be giving you up yeah. just because I, you know, I, before I even moved to Nashville, I was listening to that song and like on repeat and I would like sit there with my guitar and well, I was still trying to find my voice and stuff. And just, you know, try to sing it and play it around like campfire. Try to sound like Cameron, yeah. <laughs> 100%, 100%. And so I, I've been listening to Marlo for a long time. So when I got the word that he wanted me to come out on the road, I was like, this is this is surreal, especially for my first tour experience. It's just, I think it's the perfect scenario in, in every aspect. Yeah, I've seen Cameron a handful of times here in Chicago. Um, and I don't know if it's his t- if it's his TM or if it's I can't remember if it's somebody in the band, but somebody is wild and like brings out a cooler of beer and like there's a lot of beer chugging and like smashing beers. So you're gonna have a really fun time. <laughs> perfect. That's right up my alley. <laughs> you're like, this sounds perfect. So you know, I mean, we're not even through the first quarter of the year, and I feel like you've probably checked a lot off of your list here for this year. I mean, you're going on tour, you got a debut single, you have people already begging you for more music. So, you know, what other things are you hoping to accomplish here in 2024? Um, I mean, I guess another, another tour would be nice, just more shows and stuff like that. Uh, I will say that I, I want to put a, a whole project together this year. Um, kind of get my first, you know, album project out and some that, some that's, gonna mean a lot to me and just because it's been a long time coming you know and I think I think we're ready for something like that so yeah that's probably the main thing I'm I'm most excited for right now I want to take another moment to share even more about good sentiments this candle line is really special partnering with your favorite musicians and their favorite charities makes every good sentiments candle the perfect gift for any country music lover and any occasion. Some of my favorite candles are Slot Machine by Caleb Lee Hutchinson, Come On In by Track 45, and Yours Tonight by Walker County. There are so many more to choose from, and $5 from every candle sold goes to a worthy charity. Get yours today at shopgoodsentiments.com. Good sentiments. That's all the country news I have for you this week. Visit allcountrynews.com for more news and content from your favorite artists. I'm Rebecca Porter, signing off for All Country News. My name is Rebecca Porter. I run Women of Country Edits and Marin's Girls on Instagram. Both seek to celebrate women in the music industry and all things girl power. Thanks for listening. The All Country News podcast is produced by Horseshoe Media. You can submit your artist, organization, or event to us at allcountrynews.com for a chance to be featured. If you loved this episode, please rate and review our podcast wherever you're listening. Shout out to our friends Track 45 who recorded our amazing theme music for this podcast. (laughs) 
All Country News. For more, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at All Country News. Visit us at allcountrynews.com to join our birthday club where you just might get a huge surprise from one of your favorite artists on your birthday. Subscribe to our weekly industry newsletter to get all the news you just heard in this podcast even earlier, delivered straight to your inbox. And check out a new episode every Tuesday right here. All Country News.